Hello, hello, and welcome to Built on Hope, a podcast dedicated to competitive Imperial Assault. I'm your host, Isaac, and in this episode, we are going to be doing what we do every single time there is a brand new Imperial Assault continuity predict season that is coming out, which is, of course, to go through all of the cards that have been released, and we're going to give our thoughts on them. As per usual, these are just the playtest cards, so over the course of the next three months, these cards will see some balancing adjustments, so a lot of what we say now might be a little bit irrelevant in a couple of months when the appropriate balance fixes have been made. In addition, what we're going to go over today is the fact that we have the first in-person UK event of Imperial Assault since the regional championships that I ran in March of 2020. Then, obviously, 2020 happened, stopping in-person events from happening. That is happening at the UK Games Expo, so David's going to talk a little bit more about that event, and this episode will be releasing prior to that event. So if you're still on the fence, you're not quite sure whether you want to go or not, Hopefully this episode will convince you that this is the event to go to. It's going to be so much fun. Really nice to just roll the dice out again, rather than just playing on Vassal and Tabletop Simulator for all this time. We are really going to be able to iron home the actual core of the game, which is using this beautifully painted 3D models on a nice board. So it's going to be very fun. And luckily, what we've got this time is that we have the full Built on Hope crew with us. So first and foremost, we have the wonderful Jessica. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Really looking forward to playing in person again. It's just not the same through the screen. Just, I need to move those little minis around. I know, it's going to be really, really refreshing, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've, I've just been looking at my Imperial Assault case for the last, I mean, over a year now, and it's going to be nice to finally unzip that bag and pull out those models again and put them to good use, because boy, do they need it. And we also have the wonderful, wonderful David. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I, too, am looking forward to getting back into some in-person games. Because mm. it is just really difficult sometimes to engage over Vassal or Tabletop yeah. Simulator. Better clean out your bag, though. Might be full of dust. <laughs> Hopefully not mold or anything. Oh, good lord, yeah. Imagine if I just had accidentally left a chocolate bar or something in there, and then now, 13 months later, uh -oh. I find it. That would have been a shame. <laughs> but no, I've used it a little bit. I believe that over the course of the last year, I've played a little bit of Imperial Assault with a family, which has been nice, you know, just obviously just casual campaign and that kind of thing. But it's going to be very fun. And so how about you two? You know, obviously... Obviously, it's been quite a few months. Our most recent episode just released a few days ago by the time this episode is out. But of course, before that, it's been quite a bit of a break. And so how are you you two holding up on your in your area of London? So, to anyone who doesn't know, I actually moved out of London just a few months ago. I think two months ago now, almost to the day. And it's been quite an adventure. Not too far, just down to Woking in Surrey. And it's a nice place. But I'm curious how London is going for you two. Good. I mean, I've been, since I'm a teacher, we've been in school and just just wrapped up the school year. Exams was pretty stressful, but <laughs> we made it through. And uh, Isaac and I have been on the opposite ends of that uh, situation. Both of them stressful. <laughs> yes, indeed. Sure. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> but other than that, no, we've been pretty good here. So it's been it's been relatively, relatively quiet. Yeah, I think London's been pretty good. You know, really nice to have all these things available to us close by now that mm. things are opening up. You, you're sort of reminded, you know, why you live in the city sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've lived in London for the last, I think, eight or nine years of my life. And it's been such a huge part of 
you know, me growing up, you know, when I started playing Imperial Assault, I was in London, you know, meeting Alistair, meeting you guys, all those things. So it was a shame moving out, but luckily working is close enough that it's not too big of a hassle for me to get back into London when push comes to show. I mean, just last weekend, I actually met up with uh, Alistair, who's been on the podcast before, and he's a legend in the history of Imperial Assault, two-time British national champion and, and all the like. And, you know, that was great. And it's nice to be able to do those kinds of things again, just meet up in a board game shop or book up one of the tables roll some dice for a few hours and then go home. It's nice. It's very, very refreshing. Yeah, and Dave and I managed to get our double dose of vaccination. So we've got our superpowers ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, so I suppose before we jump into the main two topics we're going to talk about this episode, Jessica, why don't you tell us the news? No problem. All right, so coming up most recently is that we will be at UK Games Expo, which we will be talking about in a little bit, but that's coming up this weekend from when this uh, episode releases. Hopefully that's the 31st of July to the August 1st. We will be having an IACP event, but David will be talking about that soon. Now, obviously biggest news is Season 6 has dropped. So playtesting at for season six is officially open from the 26th of July. And along with season six playtesting open, there is a playtesting league as always, and also a map rotation. So Coruscant Senate office has rotated out and is being replaced with Lethal Spaceport. So looking forward to seeing some crazy shenanigans in season six. And thanks. Back to you, Isaac. Excellent. Alrighty, well, before we dive into what everyone is here for, which is the full review of IACP Season 6, or rather, I should say, the first impressions, as that is what we are doing. And it's what we do every season, and I think it's a very good thing to do. For me, obviously, I am on the steering committee, which means that I do have a hand in designing these cards. And so I can explain some of the perspectives and ideas and thought processes that have gone behind some of these cards. Not all of them I've designed, there are a few ones that I've particularly kept an eye on, but generally, as per usual, my main purpose on the steering committee is organising the big tournaments, the Bastille season tournaments that I've been doing rather well over the last approved period. We might actually touch on those in a bit as well to talk about some comparisons between the new figures and the ones who did well in Season 5. But before we jump into that, we do have something that we want to talk about, which, once again, is the UK Games Expo Imperial Assault event that I'm very much looking forward to attending, as it's going to be just so much fun. I mean, for, for several reasons. One, it's going to be fun to just play the game in person again. Two, it's going to be great to see people like David and Jess and all these Imperial Assault players in the flesh once more. But also just Birmingham. I mean, Birmingham has been such a huge part of, of, my, of the last five years of my life. My second event ever of Imperial Assault was the 2016 UK National Championships in Birmingham. And the first time that I made a top cut was the was the following national championships in 2017. Also, in, actually, no, maybe that was in another another area. Anyway, Birmingham, regardless, has been a huge part. We've had European championships there and all these things. And it's going to be nice to see the venue again because the NEC. But no, so it's going to be very exciting to go to that event. And so, David, do you want to tell us a little bit more about this event to anyone who might be on the fence in the UK, or even if you're not in the UK? But if you're not in the UK, it might be a little bit hard to get in in time, as, again, this episode will be going up on Wednesday, just a few days before the event itself. But, David, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the event for anyone in the UK who is on the fence about joining? Sure. I mean, I, I think even 
Wednesday night joiners from the UK are going to have a pretty hard time getting hotel and train yeah. tickets to Birmingham. <laughs> so that's a bit optimistic, but we, we are having two days um, of Imperial Assault, sort of 9 a.m. to about 6 p.m. on Saturday. We have very good social distancing setups this time. I think we all remember being crammed together side by side at Worlds with barely any space to put our tokens and, and mats and things. Well, this time we'll feel quite luxurious. Um, the turnout, I expect, will be lower than, than usual, but uh, it should be a good crowd, and it'll be really nice to see everybody. On Sunday, we'll either run the top cut or we'll run side events, depending on you know how many people show up, because that will influence how many rounds of Swiss we run on Saturday. I think it's otherwise it's fairly straightforward. Um, you know, normal skirmish lists, 40 points, 15 points of command cards. We're using IACP season five with the three maps for season five uh, that are Coruscant Senate Office, Chopper Base, and Jabba's Palace. So should be good. We also have a bunch of prizes this time. So we've got an Altart Ahsoka participation prize, Altart Diala top 16, Altart IACP Assassinate top 8. Um, top 4 is IACP stun tokens, and the number 1 player will actually get an LED modded Vader miniature, which has been base coated black. Ooh. Very exciting. Considering the turnout that we're expecting, you're probably going to get most of those prizes. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll probably get almost all of them. That's very cool. Well, I mean, once more, we'll see, because I do know that the UK crew is notorious for loving to buy tickets last minute. So we will So we will see. I'm actually expecting for us to get a few more players over the course of the next few days, but... That remains to be seen, and even if it is a smaller event with only, say, eight players, eight players is still not bad. Eight players is what we had for the March regional championships. No, I think it'll yeah. be a, it'll be a good turnout either way, and it'll be a good time, no matter how many people we have. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be a bit more relaxed. You know, we'll actually have time to eat lunch. Things, <laughs> That's things such like a good that. point. <laughs> <laughs> Drink some water. <laughs> yeah, lunch can certainly be a bit of a debacle at times when you, you've got 20 minutes for lunch and then there's a five hour long queue because all the 40k players they're taking their break then as well <laughs> i know that was interesting in Adepticon for sure but no so why don't we go over lists and stuff like that and stuff that we are kind of considering running so i guess i can start off with that so what i'm looking at running is rather simple it's this Similar to the same list that I ran for the most recent Vessel Seasonal Tournament, so anyone who was there or kept up with those events, that is a Imperialist with Director Krennic leading two sets of elite Death Troopers, also two deployments of elite Sentry Droids for quite a few um, Guardian Troopers, you know, big beefy guys who can really dish out some damage, in addition to Iden Versio and then the classic Zillow, Rule by Fear, yada yada. And the thought process behind this list is it's one very close to my heart, because once again, Krennic is probably my most proud creation to come out of Imperial Result, as that whole idea of taking troopers and really helping them spike their damage against those queen lists, because ultimately that is the big weakness of a trooper list, and that also unluckily happened to be my matchup in the finals of that VST, you know, a, a semi-queen spam Vader list, which is 
not what you want to run into with troopers. But that's what Krennic is there for. And the reason that, because obviously I've done a lot of testing with Krennic and tried him out with all the different types of Imperial troopers. And what I found is that the best Imperial trooper group to run Krennic with are the Sentry Droids, because the value you can get out of the token doubling effect that Krennic gives, so if anyone isn't aware, Krennic can allow an, a friendly Imperial trooper within three spaces, or two spaces, but within three if he's got comp systems, which he always will have, unless you run him with Sorin, but that's not ideal, I would say. He allows a friendly trooper within three spaces to double a power token spent on attack, so damage power token or surge power token. The reason this is so impactful with the sentry droids is that they can attack twice in an activation with multi-fire, and the mathematical difference of two multi-fire attacks doing plus one damage instead of minus one damage is astronomical. And then having Nasty. two of those activations, yes, exactly, two of those activations, you're getting four attacks off, green, green, yellow, with a reroll, search for plus one, search for PS2, plus one damage. Four attacks in one activation. That is gross and nasty. Obviously, you do take a cost for it, so when you do do that doubling effect, you have to take a strain, which I think we're going to talk about when we get to a certain rebel character, which was buffed in this season. But that's the thought process behind the list. And then you've got Aiden, you know, just for some spice splash. I, I hate to say it, but I think that's season five. I love season five. I think it's done a lot of good things right, but... You have to run spies, I think. I do think so. And Aiden just happens to be a very, very good spy. You know, I don't like Callus. I think Callus might actually be better because he's so good. But Aiden also is a trooper, which means that she gets very, very good synergy with Krennic. And, you know, as Aiden has her own token doubling effect called the uh, the Pulse Rifle or something like that, she can actually get plus three damage on an attack if she's within three spaces of Krennic and spends a token, which is incredible. So she's just a very good support unit and then the Spy Splash. Death Troopers are really in the list just to add more tokens. So between Krennic and the two Death Troopers, I'm putting out three power tokens around. And then in the command deck, of course, I've got deployed the garrison. So if I if I do draw that round one at some point, which is possible to do, it's just an amazing start to have just every figure in your list to have a damage power token on them at the start of the game. It's, it's very, very nice. So, so that's my list. It's nothing too complicated. It's just a fun combo that, you know, again, Krennic is probably my proudest achievement of all the ISCP cards that I've designed. And so I'm looking forward to really getting him onto the battlefield in person and seeing what he can actually do. But you've been playing him quite a bit lately, right? Yes, I have. Uh, mainly because of the of the event, you know, with Season 5 drawing to a close. So I've run a lot of different lists in Season 5 just because there have been so many fun options. I, I tried to break the Royal Guards again, because that's me, I love breaking the Royal Guards, um, by using the new General's ranks to really get the Royal Guards doing some gross things, which is which was very, very fun. But also, I I had a three activation. Yeah, it was three and line ambush, so kind of four, but technically three. So three activation, line ambush, uh, boba list, which was also very fun. But the one which, you know, I always keep on going back to Krennic, because he's just such a fun figure. And he does interesting things. You know, I enjoy the Imperial faction, but, you know, if I want to have this big, strong Alpha Strike unit... For me, Han is that, f or IG, they are the fun Alpha Strike units, not, not Vader, but I just don't find Vader that fun for me to play. So how about you, David? Anything in particular that you want to give a whirl, maybe from Season 5 at the tournament? Well, I mean, okay, every, every time I haven't played events in a while, I almost feel obligated to play certain lists. So one, one year, I, I just ended up playing Rancor. <laughs> at regionals, I, I think 
you know, with Apex Predator, I do feel a bit like I should play around with the beasts, perhaps mm. the new Wampas. Um, on the the other, I think something like Vader Boba Callus. So oh. just be super, <laughs> super annoying. Uh, you know, I with mean, the, it, it, that's all annoying. the armor and the Zillow. That that would be very annoying. Yes. I'm not not quite sure. I want to play another four act line ambush. I do feel like I got it out of my system a little bit, and it it was what I was taking to worlds. The the worlds that didn't happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where I think it would have been quite a quite a nice meta surprise, but at this point, I'm not so interested in that anymore. Mm. So we'll we'll see. It'll either be um, some quite annoying queen spam with spy in Empire, or it'll be a really fun creature list. Yeah, well, I'm certainly hoping that you go for the creature list one, because I, I do think it's going to be a lot more fun. You know, we actually spoke about this on the podcast a few episodes ago, which means several months ago. <laughs> but for the Royal Guard matchup analysis, uh, we brought on Ollie, and uh, we discussed the list that Ollie and I created together with the sole purpose of trying to create the most disgusting, unbeatable, overpowered list in the game. And it kind of worked, you know, uh, he won the tournament with that list. But uh, that was Vader, Boba, and Elite Royal Guards. And I think that having Callus instead of the Royal Guards is going to have a very similar effect, because instead of giving out more blocks, you're just punishing your opponent's hand. So, just from my personal experience with a list like that, it's honestly not fun to play. But other different people enjoy different lists, but typically I don't find Queenspam to be... I think Queenspam can be interesting, but Imperial Queenspam tends to just be a bit of a slogfest. Yeah, it's alright. I think the, the thing is you are so defensive, but you also have fewer decisions to make in some sense. Yeah. Absolutely. The game typically ends pretty quickly, as you know, as you've only got three or four activations, it's, and you've got all that defense. It's just, well, I'm going to move up across the board. You're not going to do much against me. I'm going to attack you, then you're going to attack me, and then we see you dice first. Which is, you know, a nice way to play at times, but for me, I really, I much prefer the back and forth of a sniper v sniper matchup. Classic Isaac. <laughs> When in doubt, more snipers. Which is ironic, because we actually don't really have any snipers to come out of this season. There's enough. There yeah. are enough. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I do believe that the Echo Base Troopers do kind of counter snipers with a new buff, and Kotun probably does counter sniper. Blue, blue, green with a reroll. That's yeah. pretty good. I mean, there, there are a lot of people that shoot far these days. Even Kallus shoots real far. Blue, green, green with a plus two accuracy surge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not go into the Callus rabbit hole again. We, we've been over this. Callus is dumb. He's dumb. Anyway, so how about you, Jess? Any thoughts that you've given towards what you might want to run? Okay, so I really want to run a Vader Afra thematic Ooh. list. Vader Afra BT triple zero. I like that. I don't know what else I'm going to put in. I'm loosely considering maybe putting in Boba because it does fit exactly. Um, or putting in just some Imperial beef, mm. um, which is what I'm more used to. And I think I probably will do that just pad with some troopers. I don't know what kind yet to give me a few more figures. We'll see. I do not know if this will be good, but I really, really like BT. Um, 
triple zero I find a little bit harder to use just because he's much shorter range. Um, but I think it'll just be really fun. So that's what I'm thinking of running. Absolutely. And let's also be clear, you are also a very talented Vader player. You know, you made the finals at the final non-IACP UK. Yeah, and I just like Vader. I just like him. And I really like those miniatures. So we'll we'll see. Um, I I don't know what we would use for Afra. Maybe like a Jinodan or something. Yeah, <laughs> or Jin Urso, some yeah. Jin or other. Yeah, uh, I do <laughs> I actually I have a I do have a Jin Urso on an Imperial Assault base that I'm obviously not using. So if you guys want to borrow that one for your Afra, I'm happy to lend it out. I'll have a think about it. We'll see. But uh, I'm really looking forward to testing out Afra. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. You know, actually, Afra looks quite a lot like Sasuke somehow. She does. <laughs> there is quite a uh, striking resemblance. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be able to to find a proxy for. Her. But uh, yeah, looking forward to trying that out. Yeah, no, I think that sounds awesome. I I always do like the fact that you know you are able to impure, in Imperial Assault build thematic lists. For me, that's never really you know as a hardcore Johnny player going back to our very first episode almost two years ago now, by the way, which is crazy to think about. It does not feel like it's been two years since we started the podcast. The nice thing that I enjoy about the Imperial Assault is the fact that you can use the combos of the different figures to do fun things. But it is also perfectly possible, especially with the Dawn of ISCP, that you are able to, instead of trying to you know, game it by going complete spike or by trying to create fun combos with Johnny, you can go full on Timmy and you can actually create a thematic list and thanks to ICP, they can be very, very viable. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. the thing is that Vader is obviously one of the strongest models in the game. Afra is incredible. She's one of the best figures to come out of Season 5 while still not being overpowered. She's very easy to deal with if you know how to play around her. And her benefit is good, but it's not something like plus two block on every friendly figure. It's not something like draw a card and, and whilst being a spy every turn, Mr. Callus. You know, it's... It, <laughs> it, 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 it allows for a lot of play around ability, which isn't a word, but here we are, which I think is good. There's a lot of tactical things to consider. It's good. Exactly, exactly. And then from there, you throw in BT, who is not awful. And the thing with BT is that it takes some work to get him take, to take him out. And if your opponent has Vader and BT running towards them, they can't really afford to take out BT that early, can they? Which means that BT is going to get his value out because... A lot of attacks are going to stick into Vader. And then triple zero, yeah, I mean, he sucks. Let's <laughs> <That's, laughs> yeah, just be clear. <laughs> I have, I was trying to be sensitive and not say that, but I, I, I have had trouble using triple zero. Hmm. Um, but you can't bring BT without his friend. He'll be too lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But Afra does provide a very, very good buff to triple zero. So I think he'll be better. I still don't think he's quite there, but, you know, sometimes all it takes is playing in a different way. Obviously, Maul, he is notorious for being easy to kill, very slow, but hits like a bloody truck. Whereas, I think with Afra, BT could be known for, sorry, Triple Zero could be known for a bit of a different reason. That he'll be one of the fastest melee users. He'll, I mean, he's a four-point figure who can move eight and attack without spending any command cards. That's pretty sick. Yeah, that that's is pretty, pretty sick. Good. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I'm Improper looking forward to seeing how you do with procedures. Them. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> which you know can come in very very handy. Yeah. But 
No, exactly. It'll be interesting to see how you do fill your list out. I do think that going something like... I mean, I could go both ways. Does adding Boba into your list, you say that it completely fills it up. I assume that doesn't that does consider you still having Zillow and Rule by in the list, right? Uh, not Rule by. But not with, Rule by. Uh, okay. Yeah, with Zillow. Because okay. it's a, Zillow, Zillow is an auto include. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly 40 points. Okay. I mean, I think that could work. You know, Vader and Boba as a combo is very, very devastating and brutal. And I was like wanting to try out Boba Fett anyways. So I was considering some other uh, Boba Fett lists with potentially jet troopers because, you know, I love me some jet troopers mm. and playing with the vehicle tag. Um, but we'll see what I end up with on the day. But I'm I'm really leaning towards towards Afra and and the droid twins. Mm. Yeah, I think that'll just be fun. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if you're both going to run Queen Spam, I might have to rethink my choice of going Imperial <laughs> Troopers for the event. I mean, you can, you can also just, just cram in four Imperial vehicles or something. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Does anybody own four of the sub-10 point Imperial vehicles? <laughs> be two, two ATDPs and two tanks, I guess. Oh, I don't know. I would probably be leaning more towards two ATSTs, one tank, and then with the last 30 points, getting Sorin, all of the tank upgrades you could mm-hmm. ever want, and maybe an officer. But that's more of a that's more of an actual list rather than just tanks. <laughs> true, true. The thing is that I've actually run, uh, especially in Season 4 and 5, I did run a lot of massive Imperial vehicles. And it, it's a very fun list, but 3 is... A yeah, hard, really hard cap. To, it's difficult to deal so with. I don't even want to think about how difficult it would be to have four Imperial vehicles <laughs> in one on the same list. Hello everyone. So what we've decided to do is that we're going to be splitting this episode into two sections. So we wanted to release the UK Games Expo section specifically before UK, UK Games Expo itself just to ensure that we really get it out in time, we can discuss what we think and everything. And then what we're going to do is that the Season 6 First Impressions part is already recorded, it's just going to be edited and released as soon as we get back from UK Games Expo, so you can expect that in early next week. So if you want to hear our full thoughts on IACP Season 6 and our First Impressions, then stay tuned, because in just a few days' time, that section will be out as well. And with that, I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I'm certainly going to enjoy UK Games Expo, I'm actually packing my bag right as I speak. It's going to be good fun. But I hope you enjoyed the first part of the episode, and we will see you very, very shortly.